What's good, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to Man to Man. This is the best NBA show where you can find us on all streaming platforms as well as on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the hoop star, Nash. Liam, we took a week off. What's going on, brother? How you been? I've been doing good. It was, you know, it was nice to take a little week off, you know, clear the nice? head. Yeah, clear the head a little bit. Wake up on a Sunday and we're like, all right, we don't have to do a full doc because anybody that knows us, our preparation isn't quite up to par, maybe on some days, maybe on most weeks. Uh, (laughs) But nice waking up like on a Sunday and just be like, now I can watch football all day and not talk to anybody. Right. Um, um, It was very relaxing, you know, just not having to worry about it for a week. But hey, we're back at it. I mean, we're back at it. Yeah, we're back at it. it, dude. Season two, we are back at it. Uh, we got to shout out our good friends over at Yaz Apparel. We got to do it to them. Always the hottest streetwear available on the market. They got the most exclusive fresh training items, including different kind of set, color set hoodies, t-shirts, and more. That will fit perfectly in your everyday attire. NBA players like Jackson Hayes is rocking a Yaz hoodie in his arsenal. And hey, every item sold, they donate clothing to the homeless. It's a win-win. You look good. You do it for a good cause. Plus, everything in the store is 50% off at the checkout. That's yazapparel.club. Go show them some love. We'll throw the link in that description. Like we just said, we're on season two. We took a break. So little recap of season one. I don't know how I can recap it in, in a couple of sentences, but we're going to try. Uh, season one is officially a wrap for man-to-man. What a year it was for the NBA. It took 355 days for the 2019-2020 season to finally end. We thought we would never get to the end of it. All the way from October 16th to Christmas Day games to unprecedented times, forcing the NBA into a suspension, to us not knowing what the hell is going on. Like, <laughs> we, we run out, you take our beer money, and now you're going to take our content away from our NBA podcast. What do we do to the Los Angeles Lakers and, you know, some other guys that may or may not have deserved to win a ring? We're not going to talk about it. Winning a chip for Kobe in Disney World, right, Hoop? So, um, season one was fun. It was. It right? was up and down. But, hey, we got through it. We got crowned a champion. Shout out to the Lakers again for getting it done in the bubble. So, yeah. Yeah. Season two, it's going to be fucking cool. So, hang with us. We appreciate you guys sticking with us in season one. We'll be bringing on more interviewees. We're shooting the shit even harder in the off offseason uh, because we don't know what else to do. We got new merch coming out as soon as the end of next week, hopefully. Uh, so make sure to get caught up with all that on all of our socials. You can find us on man to man or at man to man podcast on all social platforms. Obviously make sure to share with your mom. She's listening. We're all good there. And believe it or not, uh, we got a lot to talk about this off season, especially for this episode. So with that being said, Hoop, I'll kind of just let you open up the floor and, and, and let you take it and I'll try to follow along with you. Right. So we get to, to hear that we're not going to have to wait possibly until the next, you know, into 2021, Adam Silver kind of comes out and says, hey, let's try to get a plan together. This board of governors meeting, you know, they're trying to push uh, the season to Christmas. Christmas right. time starts. I'm down with the Christmas games. Yeah. I mean, it, Christmas time, you know, everybody's, you know, pretty much off of school and, you know, just spending time with your family. So why not yeah. start it up right there? Give us some, some action. Uh, I think... The only thing that will stop this from going through is that National you know, Players Association. Uh, they have to agree to it, make sure all the terms are good. And as a player, you never know. Like you're, 
your off season is so shortened at that time. It's like, damn, we just got done with the finals. If you're the Lakers, right. you got to jump right back into it. So I think it will likely will get passed. You know, you just got to get those wrinkles out of the way. But the only thing, one thing that jumped out to me, no all-star weekend. And only thing, only reason I say that is because it's supposed to be in Indiana this year. Yep. I was yep. going to grab some tickets to it, but I don't were you know. going to grab think, my tickets or were you just going to grab yourself tickets? I was going to get like maybe two or three possibly. Okay. You know? okay. Possibly. I, he says I, I could have, you know, you make the trip down and we'll, you know, or trip up, I guess now. And of course we could have gone to it, but no, all-star weekend. no all-star weekend this. And then uh, the other one thing is there will be kind of a, a break in the midway of this season. It's like two weeks. I'm sure that's just due to, you know, no real off season and stuff like that. But what, why, why do you think Adam Silver, what's Adam Silver like really pushing for? Why is he pushing for this? I don't know. I was thinking, is it too early for the off season for the, for the team, like the Lakers? Like, do you think they're excited? I mean, they hear the words Christmas day games and I feel like every player wants to play on Christmas day games. Like your team has to be good enough unless you're just like the Knicks and you somehow get thrown in there. Uh, I just don't know if it's too early or not uh, for the Lakers. They probably just want to vacate and hang out with their families. They've been in a bubble for hundred plus days for teams like the Warriors that want to get back into action and, and other teams, like I guess that just didn't even make the playoffs at all besides the Warriors that are just not good teams, but they want to get back into basketball. Probably not early for them. You know, they're probably ready to go for it. Uh, we asked you guys on our social and uh, a majority of you guys said, no, it's, it's not early. It's not too early at all. Uh, I'm excited. I want to watch more basketball. I think they're doing it for the TV ratings. Uh, they're unsure about how many fans they're going to allow into the games next season is what we heard. They want to do like a baseball style bubble for the regular season games. And pretty much uh, people that don't know what the baseball stubble, baseball, baseball, golly, style bubble meant means is uh, it's like three different locations. So that's where they're playing. I'm guessing they'll play in Chicago. I'm guessing they'll play in Orlando again, maybe New York or somewhere out in California. Uh, but no, I, I like it. It's cool. I think they just, like you said, you got to get uh, Chris Paul and everybody else on that same page. And I, th- yeah, I think it's a good push toward, yeah, let's, let's play Christmas day games and it's going to help financially with everybody. Right. That's pretty right. much what they're doing. Right. Right. That's the big thing is the financial, you know, most money for these owners to get, you know, the maximum amount of money uh, throughout this whole 72 game season uh, without, I mean, this was all projected on without having the fans in the arena. So I think this was, I mean, for me, probably the best, I guess, uh, option. But, well, well you, you never know. You, you can have, like, the Lakers, you know, maybe the Heat come out and say, hey, it's too early, but you never know. Well, they're just going to get – well, I guess instead of going through Chris Paul, it's going to be LeBron and then see what LeBron says, and then we'll see what the league wants to do after that. Uh, they will be doing a play-in tournament as well. Okay. Did you like the play-in tournament? It was, I guess, I mean, for the most part. What's the playing part, tournament going to entail for this year? Because team they pretty much just picked, what, 22 teams to come back into the bubble. Then they did, like, eight games. But everybody, right. like, the, I don't know. You think the playing tournament is going to be, like, ninth and eighth spot play in again? Uh, but they're going to have, I don't know, like, nine to 13 teams again? Or ninth place through 13th at the end of it and do another, like, eight games? Or is it, you think it's just going to be, like, nine, nine plays eight? I have no idea. I don't know. That's a, I mean, that's one of those things that you really do have to look at. I wouldn't mind like a, a nine, 10 play in game and whoever wins that faces the, you know, the eight seed 
and then they play off one, you know. Doesn't matter how many games they're in between, nine and eight. It's just ninth plays eighth. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it. Even if, like, ninth is, like, fucking, like, five or six games back, I don't know. You never know, honestly. I would like to see – I do like the the play-in tournament, kind of getting that feel of college. Kind of want to see maybe a a tournament in the middle of the season. I know that was kind of an option as well. But I think at the end of the day, for those teams that went far last season, like the Lakers, the Heat, even the Nuggets, uh, we'll see that they – We'll probably do a lot more load management. That's what I was. About, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's where I was about to get at. I think they're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of load management this right. year for those teams like that. I mean, they'll probably say, "Yeah, let's do it in Christmas time." I'm down to play on like Christmas Day, but shit, that's probably about it. Right. I don't know. I think they'll rest their bodies a lot. LeBron will for sure. Yeah. Good point. And it's 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 72 games, so it's I mean 10 less than a regular season. Pretty much a full season. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to see you know, where, where it goes, but let's, let's talk about stuff around the league that has happened. We have had a lot of coaches being hired. Uh, we've had, I think there was eight, eight spots or eight positions that could be filled. Um, coaches getting fired, uh, just, you know, a lot of movement, but let's start with the first one in Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers got hired by the 76ers. Mm-hmm. It was a five-year. I think he was looking at about forty million, and we'll see. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Does the the Ben Simmons and Joel and B package stay together? I think that was one of the biggest things with Doc Rivers, and you know, deciding whether or not they they will keep each or both of them will you know stay on the team and move forward. Are we mm-hmm. looking for another you know movement here and there? I don't know. What's your thoughts about this hire for, for the, the 76ers and Doc Rivers? I don't know. I think they jumped the gun by hiring uh, or by firing Brett Brown. I thought that was a little bizarre to me. Um, it's kind of like what Balmer did, I guess, over the Clippers. Like, you just get pissed in the moment, and you're like, all right, this doesn't work. Like, the Pacers, you just get pissed in the moment. You're like, Nate, I'm sorry, dude. This doesn't work. I don't know. I think Doc's a great coach, though. He just needs a point guard. Ben Simmons, I don't believe his shot will, I mean, it'll improve a little bit, but that's not his game. It's not like we're going to see Ben Simmons just pulling up from the top of the key. It's just, even if he could shoot and he improved the shots, he's still not going to do that. So I don't know if they're going to get a, a point guard in the free agent. Uh, I'm looking at the free agency right here who you got like guys like Jeff Teague, Goran Dragic, Brandon Knight, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Della Vadova, Fred Van Fleet, another guy who they can make a push for. There's a lot of guys, man. De'Aaron Fox, Chris Dunn, Raj Rondo is a, a free agent next year. So think that's what they should add at the point guard position maybe move Ben over to shooting guard or small forward um Josh Richardson over there I think they got a solid core I think they keep those guys Simmons and Embiid but maybe look for that point guard position see what else happens right we saw Ben Simmons move to the power forward kind of late in the season kind of seeing what that would match up look like um just defensively most of the time and then having you know another guard in there I don't know if it will work. Uh, I think for sure the hiring of Doc Rivers definitely kind of puts the the nail on it that Embiid will stay. If they're going to make any moves, uh, Embiid, Doc Rivers loves a, you know, a big guy that can bank. And yeah. if we see anybody get moved, I think it will be a Ben Simmons or a Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris has a big contract. 
he's kind of that middle player. I don't know if he's worth as much as his contract, but you never know. It, it just depends on really what Doc Rivers wants. And I feel like he has enough, you know, power and enough, you know, just overall coaching experience to make moves if he really wants to. And that right. that front office will listen to him for sure. So I don't think it really matters what happens in the East. It just depends on where Giannis is going to go, right? Yeah, maybe. If, if and we can talk about coaches, and then the coaches kind of figure, all right, where's he going? All right, now I got to, like, get another guy on my coaching <laughs> staff. I don't know. That really all makes sense to me. I, I think, like, I don't know, MJ made a good point in his doc or his uh, documentary. It's like we're the players. We're the ones that are actually doing it. So, yes, coaching has a lot to do with it. I think, Doc, I mean, you learn from your mistakes. Obviously, don't go down 3-1 if you're in the playoffs. Make better adjustments, live in-game adjustments, game after game adjustments, and, and just go from there. But, no, I don't. I don't think it's a big deal until we figure out where Giannis goes. What about another guy? What about Ty Lue for the Clippers? Yeah, Ty, Ty Lue. Lue. Um, yeah, Ty Lue, another, another big name. Uh, what he signed, five-year, at least $7 million, they said. Uh, it's weird with these contracts. They don't really come out with, like, how much they really make. You have to kind of have to, like, dig in. I don't know why. Um, but I think that's around there, 7 to $10 million. Uh, I know he was looking at the Pelicans. The Pelicans were really fighting for Ty Lue. I know the Knicks, the Bulls, Ty Lue was a big name while the Clippers were still in the bubble playoffs. Uh, but I think Bomber made the correct decision with Ty Lue being the head coach for the Clippers. I don't think – I don't know. Do you see Do you see Paul George leaving? There's a lot of rumors about that. Do you see Kawhi leaving? I don't think so. Like, I think everyone's just really fucking impatient. Just relax, see what Ty Lue can do, and, and go from there. Right. I think it was a good hire, obviously – Ty Lue is a good coach. He's been there. He's done that. Um, I was looking at something on social media, and Ty Lue, if you look at his career, he's played with Michael Jordan. He's played with Kobe. I mean, he's coached LeBron. He's coached Kawhi. He, he's just a you know, all-around basketball guy. He's right. been at the very top in terms of you know, being on really good teams and coaching the very best. So I have no problem with the, the Clippers kind of – saying, hey, you, you were my assistant last year. You kind of know the ins and outs. Now it's your time to, you know, your turn to shine. And hopefully we won't have a, you know, bad season again or a bad, you know, letdown and getting bounced out of the playoffs. So for me, this is a good pickup. I think if Paul George wants to go or if Ty Lue, again, Ty Lue doesn't trust Paul George and, and Ty Lue wants him to leave – Again, like Doc Rivers, he has that coaching experience and that, you know, pretty much just all around, you know, I don't even know the word for it, just the the power to move players if he really wants to. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think the Clippers' big thing was uh, their just chemistry off the court and their inj- injuries. We talked about their chemistry all year. If they have a full year, full season, basketball season, they, they'll have good chemistry. They just have too good of players to not have great chemistry. Um, you know, in the bubble, like Pat Bev went out. Or I think it was Pat Bev and Lou Williams both exited the bubble, then came back. I know Kawhi was all low man, low management. PG, I think, was coming off that shoulder injury earlier in the season. Man, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think they got to get healthy. I don't think they make any big changes in the uh, in the Clippers roster, or, unless you just want to keep adding coaches. But you got a pretty good coaching staff over there for talking Sam Cassell and. and that's the only fucking name I know, but yeah. <laughs> Sam Cassell. Who else is over? I have no idea. It's Sam Cassell and Tyler. That's literally all you need. I don't know, dude. I don't think you get rid of those guys at all. 
Right. I think the one thing that we did kind of see throughout the playoffs, especially in the bubble, just with Kawhi and Paul George, there's no real, you know, takeover, you know, controlling the game. They both kind of just need to be set up. And I think they, they go after a point guard. I think somebody that is a solid point guard. You mentioned Rondo. I think you throw Rondo in there as a starting point guard. Uh, keep Patrick Beverly coming off the bench with Ty Lou or uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Lou Who? Williams. Lou yeah. Will, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's Lou Will's you, more the shooting guard, though. Right. You keep those two guys coming off the bench, and you bring in uh, uh, just a passing, you know, just pretty much floor general point guard. Mm-hmm. I think a Drogic, uh could fit into there. He can, you know, d- drive and dish. Rondo though could just kind of settle down and control that offense for sure. So I think I think for sure they need to add another point guard along with Kawhi and Paul George to be really successful. So I'm noticing Reggie Jackson as a free agent right now. Uh you think he'll get re-signed? He was half think, a season for the Clippers. Remember he got traded to the yeah, Clippers I don't, from the I don't see him I don't see him being that guy. They already have a Pat Bev. They already have a Lou Williams that can handle the ball he played good I mean he contributed but I don't think he's that guy to fill that role that they really do need at the point guard position so okay try to free up some cap space yeah. all right so that's that's the Clippers they're making moves over there who else we got we got new hires uh what about Stan Van Gundy another guy another guy uh stays far away from the treadmill he signed uh four years <laughs> Um, I don't know how much money they just didn't say it or maybe we just didn't do our research. I don't know. He's four years at the Pelicans. That's all we know. Uh, he was a former coach for the heat and magic and Pistons 11 plus seasons as a head coach, right? He's known for his defensive style play. He's a seventh coach for the Pelicans. Um, what do you think about Stan Van Gundy kind of bringing his, uh, maturity experience to a young roster? Right. I think, I think this is the guy to do it there. You know, we got Lonzo ball, got Zion, even Brandon Ingram, you know, coming off of a, you know, most improved player. They got the pieces. Drew's there still and vet. Yeah. And they got the pieces there. They just do really need a coach to progress them to that next level. I love to see Van Gundy. I wish both of the Van Gundy brothers were back as coaches. I love both of them, but, uh, I mean, I'm glad that's, that Stan got the the nod. Good to see him back in the league. I think this could be the year that the Pelicans make, you know, a push. Uh, and, and really, there's expectations out there, but they could, you know, exceed these expectations a lot this year, especially because they do have a coach with uh, Van, or, yeah, Van Gundy. So I like uh, it. Yeah. I don't know about you. Do you like this move for them? Yeah, I like it. I just didn't see the press conference with Van Gundy, so I have no idea what style of play he is. But like we're talking about, he's known for his defensive style of play. But for a young roster, like we're talking about the Lakers 2.0 with all those guys that got traded to the Pelicans, they like to run, you know, and, and I just don't know. Do you see them continue to run like a more of a, a showtime Lakers team? Or do you see him slowing it up at half court and, and drawing up plays? I think this is, you know, I think it was kind of double-edged sword here. I think because they were young, that's, you know, all young guys like to go out there and run. They didn't have much structure. Um, I mean, Alvin Gentry is a good coach, don't get me wrong. But I think this, you know, 
slowing it down, learning the game, learning the half court sets and putting, you know, the, the best play together to get the best shot could really do, I mean, do well for these young guys. Uh, I don't see, I mean, I don't see them completely abandoning, you know, kind of the run and gun game, but at the end of the day, this will ultimately help them um, just become more, I guess, more veteran uh, throughout the more just slowing it down style of play. Yeah, you made a good point with Zion. I think he's still he didn't play a full season either, so mm. he's still trying to figure out the game. I, f- I feel like Tyler Hero and guys like that who played a full season and have a lot of playoff experience. Tyler's talking about on his defensive play, it's it's slowed down, uh extremely so i think that yeah slowing it down in half court they want to run run we know zoe can you know throw the ball from 90 feet from you know one end to the other uh but yeah i like this you know stan van gundy we can just look at his record he's got above 500 record in 523 and 384 losses uh 48 and 43 in the playoff record that's over 500 as well also they had the number 13th pick in the draft this year, now the draft was the draft is a little bit skeptical and uh, uh, you know it's unusual and unique this year, just because like not a lot of college players got exposure. And I'm I don't know maybe we should do an episode on guys that are coming out of the draft for people that may not know because I think that'd be a good episode to do. But uh, what about Amari Stoudemire? Let's let's keep it in the uh, let's keep it in the East. And um, are they in the East? Yeah, Brooklyn Nets in the East. No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, Pelicans. Pelicans. Oh, the Pelicans are in the West. Yeah. Pelicans in the West. That's like a weird team. You don't know because just, <laughs> they're just not good. Uh, what about Amari Stoudemire? Study in the wall is what I like to say. Stud in the wall, Amari. Coming on with Steve Nash. Again, uh, another guy who just has no coaching experience at all. It just sounds like he was playing in, in China and Israel last year and right. in the past five years. So, also, he changed his name. Do we have this down here? Yeah. Yeah. In July, he helped. Hold up. Where is it? Studemeyer converted to Judaism in Israel, where he also won citizenship in the Israelite in the Israelite state. He officially changed his name to. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Yeho Shafat Ben Abraham at the conclusion of his conversion on August 26th. Maybe you need a stud in the wall in Brooklyn Nets. What are you thinking about this? It looks a lot like Steve Nash, you know, kind of looked in and looked at all his players, you know, all his friends and said, hey, who wants to come join this, you know, this contending team with me? I think this is a good move for Stoudemire. I know his career is kind of, you know, taking a, a turn, going overseas, you know, from the NBA. And I think he's a big basketball head. I, I, everything that I've, I've read and looked into about him, He's just all around basketball head. He knows the game really well, and especially when you played with the, uh, you know, Steve Nash, you have to understand. Like you guys were talking through stuff and and looking at plays, watching film together. So right. I like it. It's a good move. I don't know how much help he's gonna do to Steve Nash. I know that they were talking about even Dan Tony was getting asked to come be a part of this, you know, coaching staff. Mm-hmm. But I like well, it. Stoudemire's on the, it sounds like he's going to be a lead assistant here, but he's also going to focus on player development. Is that like what every assistant coach works on with these players? They just like, I mean, you play one-on-one with them and then try to get them better. But Studs, like, he, you know, he's not an old head yet. I mean, right. you know, you might see him in the big three every now and then. But I think he'll do – I think he'll, you know, fit well in practice with these bigger guys. 
uh, especially down low in the paint, kind of rough them up, so, you know, teach them some what what real basketball feels like. I like this. They also Steve Nash also reached out to Raja Bell. Right. Um, Raja, you know, declined. He said, "I gotta spend time with my family, dude. I'm kind of over the basketball life, but good luck." Uh, he reached out to Dirk. Dirk was like, "I'm making TikTok videos with my daughters. I can't do that." So yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's almost like the icing on the cake for me with the Nets. You got high expectations for the Nets. I think if Giannis doesn't go to the Heat, I don't think he'll go to the Celtics. But I don't. If he, I think if Giannis stays in Milwaukee, I think it's the Nets easily making it to the finals next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think you know Steve Nash. We were talking about this. He's adding guys who's very familiar with. Maybe that's what Ty Lue should do. But Ty Lue's only been there for a year. Uh, maybe Stan Van Gundy. I don't know. It just sounds like Steve Nash is this guy who we always talked about was, you know, he's, he's not all basketball. So he's reaching out to just his friends. He's like, yo, come on. Trying to coach with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, sure. Why not? So yeah, I like this, like this pick a lot. For sure. I I don't see anything wrong with this. I do think they need a, you know, another, you know, good assistant coach, but we'll see who it could be. But yeah, I'm all about They playing on Christmas day. Yeah. I, I probably you never know. They they get to get that for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, you want to keep it keep going and uh, we'll go into man to man worthy or keep it moving here. Uh, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, what's wanna... what's what's on the docket? The worthy or keep it moving? What we got on the docket this week? What we, we got. got um, so the first one we got Space, Space Jam's plot gets okay about you know just what the whole movie is going to be. And we see a bunch of controversy. What what were your thoughts about this? What did you see? What did you hear? And I don't know, is this worthy? Are we keeping a movie? (laughs) Um, Space Jam plot with LeBron James. Honestly, I didn't even read this, bro. I just read the comments. Let's see what it is. You know what it's about? Did you read it? No, I was hoping that you could uh, enlighten us, but. Yeah, let me try to find it real quick. Let's skip through that one, but let's come back to that one. Okay. That one. We'll, next one. we'll definitely come back to it. What about um, Jared Dudley? Jared Dudley comes out and he says, I got it. I got it now. I got it. I got okay, it. It's you got that, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Jam 2 LeBron. Okay. During a trip to, Warner, to the Warner Bros. studio, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son, quote, unquote, accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of Warner Bros. stories and characters, under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Al-G, played by Don Cheadle. No idea who that is. With the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. No, Barani, quit smoking pot. Now... To get back home, LeBron and the Toons have to unravel Al G's mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against digital gamified super versions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches. I don't know. I think it's a slide. I'll watch it, but I'm probably not going to watch it twice. Yeah, uh, yeah let's keep it moving on that one for sure. Okay. We'll, we'll keep it right, right, right moving for you. Do you think uh, Braun took out the belt when he got home? Damn. I, I know there was a talking to. I, I'm pretty sure he got, you know, a heavy talking to, maybe even grounded about that. It was Or just a good talking to, but like, hey, you're a public figure. You can't be doing that, you know. He said he was trying to get it with close friends. Well, 
I guess we're all his close friends now. Yes. Man, what about, dude. What about Jared Dudley? He says uh, he really wants to come back to this Lakers team. Yeah. Is this worthy? Or we keep yeah, I'd like to play for the Lakers too. Uh, yeah, no, keep it moving. Sorry, Jay Dud, you're out. <laughs> I don't know. Jared Dudley's out, right? You know, I don't you think know. He's out? I think maybe. I mean, obviously, you, you kind of said it. I, I would like to play for the Lakers if I'm that, you know, 12th man basically on the bench, not doing anything. Yeah. Um, it is what it is, but. Yeah, about, I like Jared. Yeah. I do too. He's a, you know, funny guy. But he's got to go. <laughs> you know, he's got to go. All right, what else we got? Jared, Jared, no, that's all you're getting, man, unless you want to pay us for ads. We got Kyrie. <laughs> we, we got Kyrie in the news. Kevin Durant comes out again, and says, yeah. Uh, that he is uh, better than Allen Iverson. Uh, do you think Kyrie is better than Allen Iverson? Yes. Really? Yeah, he uh, won a championship. That's what we're saying. That makes people like players better than the other. No, fuck no. I don't think Kyrie is better than Allen Iverson, dude. <laughs> AI is the answer. We we would we would have never we would have just had this question, and no one would have answered it by now. But he answered it. He's the answer. He's a stud, man. Came from nothing. I mean, Kyrie, I know he came from nothing too, but you know he's got a sister. Allen Iverson's from the literal hood, and he's a stud in the wall. I mean, the guy. The guy created, you know, uh, what is it, wristbands, you know? He had a bunch of, like, nasty tattoos, right? He was cursing on his body and stuff. Then he's got arm sleeves, and that's what the NBA uh, pretty much knows the answer for. That was the answer for bad tattoos. Do you think this was Do you think this was Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant trying to hype up uh, Kyrie and being like, hey, I think you're better than – uh, obviously, yeah. I think, you know. Uh, Are you going to say your teammate's not better than, Le- like, anybody in the world? He's going to say his teammate is better than Michael, dude. Although they did ask AD about that, like, right next to LeBron. AD, like, had a really awkward answer. He's like, what do you think? He's like, I don't know. He different. Okay, dude, just say your teammate's better than Michael Jordan. Give him some clout for a second, you know. That's I all think, he's getting. I think this is Kevin Durant. Knowing that Kyrie is kind of now, I won't. I don't want to say it completely on the downslope of his career, but he is heading down. He's not at the peak anymore, and I think this is Kevin Durant saying, "I might have made a mistake in teaming up with you, so I'm gonna hype you up as much as I can okay, to get you okay. going." I think that's what's happening. I think that's my my uh, realization of what's going on here. I, I mean, like, he may have better handles, but that's about it. He's de- it's definitely not the answer. Like, he doesn't even have a nickname, does he? Then no, he's not comparable, dude. <laughs> you can't compare guys without nicknames to other guys that have nicknames. Is, is, am I wrong on that? I don't know. I I, that's, that's just me. You just can't compare those guys. You don't fair. have a nickname, sit your ass down. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Next up, we Point got ended. <laughs> we got Shaquille O'Neal uh, talking heavy shit uh, to Dwight Howard, talking about. I guess he didn't, you know, directly call Dwight Howard out, but he, you know, said you know who you are, who you are after you know Dwight made his little speech um, in the locker room with the trophy. What's your is this worthy? Or are we keeping it moving? He called him out. He called him out. He said his name. He said right after he was like, "Yeah, I'm talking to you, Dwight Howard." Um, this is a weird flex to me because we talked about how great Dwight was. 
this season with the Lakers and in the playoffs. Right? They didn't play him was the against the Rockets, yeah. and then the Nuggets he dominated. Right. So yeah, and then they just went with a totally different play, uh, game plan. And what like game five and six? He, I'm pretty sure he played one, two, and three and yeah. four. Right? Yeah. yeah, he played all the games. He even played game six. Wait a minute, but he played game six. Yeah, I don't know. This is petty, man. Why does everybody want like you're a f- former Lakers, Shaq? I just don't. I don't know. It's funny, yeah, it's funny to bag on somebody, but that's America, right, nowadays? Why can't we always be nice to each other, congratulate each other, and it's your former team, so, yes, he definitely deserves it. Even guys who didn't play deserve that ring, for sure. I mean, fuck, dude, these guys are playing on the defensive side of things all practice. Come on, dude, nobody wants to do that. Right. I think, you know, Dwight Howard had kind of an emotional moment, you know, when he was on the IG and was like, hey – you know, I didn't get a you know a chance to to go to a championship, um, let alone play. You know, really throughout my career, in a place to you know actually compete for one. I like it. It was you know it kind of made me tear up a little bit. Um, and then I think Shaq just has this you know jealousy of Dwight yeah. Howard, two big men, dominant big man. Yeah. And I think you know Shaq was just showing his place that. He's not as dominant as he is. I don't know. Shaq, close your mouth sometimes. If it's me, let the guys enjoy a championship. Come let on. Let them enjoy, man. Can't even enjoy. That's crazy. All right. Um, next up, we got LeBron James in the new 2K21 gets the overall rating of 98. That's the highest in the game. Do you think this is worthy to talk about? Uh, or are we keeping it moving here? Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about overall 98s. So you can call me a 98 and walking. I don't know. Keep moving. <laughs> All right. We'll keep moving. And the jokes have not gotten better, by the way. <laughs> they just haven't gotten better. It's the same for season two, like everything else, except the jokes. Next up, we have Zaza. He comes out and uh, kind of apologizes basically to Kawhi Leonard about the, I don't know, the controversial – did I close out and trip you and, you know, fuck your knee or ankle up? I forgot what it yeah. was, but is this worthy or are we keeping murder? Uh, really don't know why people were talking about this or why this trending, but sure, it's worthy. We can talk. We can always go back to where the, the Warriors stole one in 2015. I'm all, I'm all for that. Um, yeah, he said he, quote, unquote, I found his number. I texted him. I apologized to him. And I said, whatever happens, he said, listen, whatever happened, uh, this was definitely not on purpose. I don't know if I would want to receive. That's not even an apology text, is it? Listen, whatever. Listen, whatever happened. I didn't fucking do it. Like, I don't know, dude. At least, like, text me. Give me a call, you know? I'll take a call, and I'll answer it just because I don't know your actual number. Then I'm forced to talk with you, and then let's deuce it out and squash the beef. But, no, don't text me saying, listen, I'm, you know, I didn't do that on purpose. But, you know, thanks for the ring. Right. I mean, if you look at the play, you never know if that's on purpose or not. Obviously, you're closing out to a shooter. I think for the next year, I think this is the one thing that kind of sparked my memory or my brain a little bit while, you know, looking into this was we need the NBA to hardly and harshly um, find players for flopping. If you, you know, if it's a, a big flop and you kick your leg out looking for a foul or, you know, James Harden, you know, push off and you go 
flying back that really is uncalled for. You slap down a minimal fine or minimum fine of fifty to seventy five thousand dollars. I bet that flopping stuff, you know, starts to to halt real quickly because the one thing that I saw from the bubble and the biggest thing that my takeaway from last season was the flopping and the players trying to look for the calls here and there really just took away from the actual game. So I think this is something that the NBA really does need to, you know, look on and say, hey, stop with all this this flopping and looking for calls and trying to draw, you know, fouls in that in that sense. So I don't know, good for for Zaza trying to be the bigger man. Who knows if he, you know, did it in the right way, but you got That's try fine. Just like. apologize in a different way. It's <laughs> yeah. a weird text, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't like that text? No, nah, don't text me that. Listen I'd be pissed, you. dude. Really? Yeah, I'd be know. I'd be pissed. All right, what else we got? Uh I guess the Pacers. Pacers, we got some, you know, some moves as well for the Pacers. Yes. Yeah, let's talk Pacers. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess we'll start. I, I want to start with the coach. I, this is kind of new hires and stuff. Let's start okay. with the coach. Um, obviously, we go from one Nate to another Nate. I don't even want to try to pronounce his last name because I'm going to botch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nate, by joy, God, just something like that. Something yeah, Jort Grin or something, yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like an off-brand Johnny Sins. <laughs> former yeah. uh assistant coach with the raptors a bunch of g league experience um and then hopped on with the raptors under you know nick nurse and kind of learned the nba game and i guess this was his opportunity to to take it and get a head coaching job but for me this is so typical for the pacers to hire a nobody i, I hate to say there's a nobody but not a big name coach um, we just kind of, you got big names out there, you know, we got Dan, Tony, possibly Chauncey Billups was a, a name out there, right? Chauncey Billups. And I would even say, you know, at the time, Ty Lu had a little interest, you know, we had some phone calls between, you know, uh, you know, agent and in, in front office and seeing what his idea was. Um, but then we go out and get this guy what are the Pacers doing here? Is this a good move? Do you like this for the Pacers? I'm going to go ahead and say no, just because I've seen it with their draft picks. Their first-round draft picks with Goga. Goga didn't do anything. TJ Leaf, another guy doesn't do anything. I don't know, man. I I give him a try, you know? You know what I'm saying? We'll test him out. Uh, what is – how many years? How many years we got to deal with this guy? Three? I think he signed three, maybe three or four, I believe. Three or four. That's fair. Uh, but, yeah, if we go out first round of the playoffs, I think he's got to go. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just pretty much just, like, at that point where I'm like, yeah, we'll hire a coach, but you got to make it past the first round of the playoffs. If not, you're out. Sorry, dude. I don't think they should – I think it's a, I think it's a good hire. You got to – you know, he was a part of that championship run in 2019 with the Raptors. Uh, you know, he, he's coached the, the Suns G League team in 2014. He had an impressive 34-16 and 16 record. Uh, they asked him what kind of style of game he's going to play. He just he just said more of everything, pretty much. Okay, great answer. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Is Vic Vic is is uh, 
he's still on the jump for for moving to another team, right? Yeah, there's been a, a lot of rumors out there. I think a lot of other teams are kind of hesitant, kind of like the Pacers are on not knowing what type of player he's going to be, and they don't want to overpay or over, you know, give up something in a trade um, for this year. So you never know. I, for me, we got to – I don't think he'll stay and re-sign uh, in not this year but the next. So I think we have to get rid of him in some – like I've been preaching, get rid of him some way with some type of, you know, feedback and, you know, something in return for him. So for me, I don't know where he wants to go. That probably plays a little bit into it, you know, as a there player. There are rumors talking about the Sixers as okay. far as yesterday. So we were talking about a point guard. Because we know that Vic was interested in going to Miami, but then there was rumors out that Miami is obviously trying to go for somebody bigger. So they're not as interested in Vic as he is, obviously, in them. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think the Pacers are going to probably try to move Vic. Uh, I think he's in a tough situation because he's not a superstar, but this is his fourth team, and I think he wants – there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered about Vic and his return to be able to, you know, return in full form. Uh, but I think in his mind he thinks that he is a superstar. wouldn't call him a superstar just yet. Uh, so I think he's in for a jolt. Um, don't really know what the Pacers are going to do. Like you were saying, Kevin Pritchard doesn't have that much cap space to work with. That's no news to us. And maybe they'll try to trade, you know, Miles or do a package. Hopefully they'll keep Domas. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to pay him near what he wants. That's, I think, Vic's looking for that big, big contract. I think there's just, like I said, still a lot of questions that need to be answered about him. And he turned down the extension with the Pacers, right? He turned that extension down, and so now he's looking for somewhere else. Somewhere else, uh, just don't know how much more he's going to get from any other team. Right. I think, I mean, realistically, he is going to be if he's going to have any success anywhere in this league, he's going to have to be, in hindsight, the third best player on that team. He's going to have to be, you know, behind, like for instance, like you mentioned, the Heat. He's going to have to be behind. You know, Jimmy Butler, obviously. And then Bam Adebayo, I think, is hands down has to be the second best player on that team. And if they add like a Vic, he's going to be that third, you know, good player, but not superstar like you were saying. And that's going to be hard for Vic, you know, coming from the Pacers because he was our superstar. He was the guy. And if he really, truly wants to, you know, win and, you know, have a successful rest of his career he's gonna have to sacrifice that yeah I think it definitely didn't help with the Pacers not even making the second or third round it was just a double negative for me because I don't know maybe if our team was better then he'd have higher value just don't know it's speculation but yeah there's a lot of uncertainty about Vic I'd like for him to stay but at this point it just sounds like we'll just have to trade him for I don't know I'd, I'd be down to get Drogic or a Jeff Teague or any of those other guys there are so many good free agents uh in the point guard position right now right one way or another I don't see us sticking around with Vic um without getting something big in return or just letting him leave so who knows we'll we'll see how it is and what this well, new season I'm thinking either Milwaukee there's going to be a three-team trade I think with Vic maybe uh, but I'm thinking it's the, the teams that are definitely interested in are Milwaukee, uh, 76ers, and the Heat. Right. So. And obviously, all of those teams are in the They're East. all in the East, yeah. yeah. 
So we'll, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see him again. That would be, I, I, I don't know how I'll feel if I see, you know, Pacers going up against Vic in a different I just hope, I just hope we destroy him. All right. If the Bucks, if the Bucks keep uh, Giannis and get Vic, I'm gonna. I don't know if I can be a Pacers fan again because we'll have. To, oh my gosh! We'll have to face them four four times this season, and that's gonna be excruciating. Knowing that Vic left us to go, it's like you can't beat them. Join them, right? Isn't that the yeah. saying? Like, come on, Vic, you're better than that. So, all right. Anything else for season two? Season two debut. That was it, uh, unless you got something else? No, I think that was a good, you know, solid opening, bunch of new hires, kind of slower offseason st- type of stuff. Hopefully we'll get, you know, some more information as the yeah. season comes up here. Yeah, I think we should do an episode more toward, uh, more toward the draft too, kind of right, talk cool. about that. I think it's a big one we should touch up on. But yeah, like I said, uh, more interviews to come. Stay tuned for that. We got a bunch of stuff in the works, man. We've been working our asses off. We got, you know, we update all our social aesthetics. Uh, check us out on all socials, Man to Man Podcast. Throw us a sub on YouTube. Trying to get those subs up. It's getting cold. Let it stay cold. We got merch coming out. We've been talking about it for years now, but it's coming out next week. So stay tuned for that on our socials. Other than that, hoop, lead us to the outro. Uh, I guess that's it. We'll, we'll catch you next week. Uh, maybe we, we might take another week off. We don't know, but we'll yeah, we like the week off. Namaste to you guys. Strong. Namaste, <laughs> Pacer Nation, baby. Glory in the night.